0: Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pack the House. My name is Andrew Osborne, and I'm joined once again by Aaron Davis, Austin Marshone, hey and Pastor Jason Tabor. Hey, how's it going? And uh, this week, we started a new series on love. Uh, I think it's titled "As As You Love." Is that? I think it's titled right? that. Yes. Okay. Uh, and specifically, this last week, as it was Valentine's Day, we we looked at um, the example uh, that we hear from Scripture about um, how a, a marriage relationship um, is a good example for us of God's relationship with us. Um, and so we we heard about that in Ephesians chapter tw- or chapter five. Is that right? There aren't
2: 20 chapters, it's only chapter 5.
1: Ephesians 5, chapter, verse 22 through 28 is what we're going to read. So I'm going to go ahead and do that before I keep stumbling over myself. <laughs> Wives, submit, to your, submit yourself to your husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. he who loves his wife loves himself. All right. So uh, I know this verse tends to trip people up a little bit. Um, I
0: can't imagine why. That's so
1: weird. <laughs> Wives without wrinkles sounds pretty good, huh? What's that? Wives without wrinkles sounds pretty good. <laughs> so why do, why do you think this verse trips people up?
2: So uh, I'll share a story uh, to begin a uh, conversation I had with a friend back in Brooklyn. Some of you, if you heard me preach, heard me tell this story, but uh, if you didn't, it's new. Um, good friend, not a, not a part of the church, but good, good thoughtful guy. Uh, we were uh, building a bike together at one point, and he was telling me he had been to, a, he called it a church wedding. Uh, and he was telling me about all the... Uh, uh the the, he unprompted told me about all the the horrible terrible misogynistic things that this couple had agreed to in this church wedding and i asked him what that was and he started to reference things from this passage uh specifically about you know the wife being submissive uh to her husband and his opinion is the one that matters and um he's in control of her and all these things Uh, and so the the reason i think it trips people up is because that's what they hear
0: (laughs) Did you say you're reading it wrong? <laughs> that's not
2: what I believe and that's not what we teach here. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can
1: see how he gets that though, because you do see examples of couples who take this too far and yeah. the, the wife is kind of run over by the husband because of, and they use this versus justification.
2: Right. Yeah. There's there's probably a dozen TLC reality shows that uh, use have, have this premise. Um, so I do want to talk about this. I think it's a good time to talk about kind of the why in a passage like this right it'd be easy to kind of smack him down well that's not what the bible says um and we did have that conversation as i said that's not what i believe and that's not what we teach and that's not what it says (laughs) we had that conversation not to uh, score points against him or or smack him down but really truly to um hopefully remove an obstacle right to help him take one step closer to jesus and the church um, by clearing up something that had been getting in the way um so if we're gonna if we're gonna do what the Bible says type stuff, I think that's the motivation for it. Um, do it in a way that that is motivated by helping your neighbor, your friend, uh, see more clearly the the love and truth of Jesus, not to, you know, own them, such as the, the phrase goes.
0: Yeah, when I always tell people about this passage, I always say submitting means um, caring about the other person's needs more than yourself. Yep. But I mean, in any marriage, your husband is going to do the same thing for you if it's a good marriage and a healthy marriage.
2: That's what's being encouraged here
3: anyway.
0: Exactly. But I mean, just not even in a marriage, you should also do that for, you know, your neighbor or somebody else that you should, you should want to care about their feelings more than your own.
2: This is an excellent point. We can do the same thing in whatever our closest relationships are, whether it's marriage or not. Um, Let's, let's back up and and, and give because again i want to uh, those who are listening i want to equip you um to have the conversation as i did uh, to be able to help clear this up so let's where did you all go are you still here
0: oh, yeah, oh yeah you're,
2: you're okay. kind of freezing a little Airiness. yeah you asked me computer was going to mess up and i told you no and it did. <laughs> you're um,
0: very out of it too
2: <laughs> i usually am <laughs> <laughs> Really badly wanted me to know something about the battery, which I don't know. It seems fine.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
2: (laughs) Let's talk about the passage. Um, Aaron made this point really well just now. Uh the first thing to note, and and Andrew, you said this in the recording or before the recording, um, it does say wives submit to your husbands. Um, submitting is not always fun. We know what it means, right? It means, as you said, kind of uh letting go of a part of myself laying down my own desires for the good of my husband not my husband but you know um <laughs> the wife's husband <laughs> yes one's husband <laughs> 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 which is not and no nobody likes that it, it does say that we don't want to shy away from that we don't need to because it also says in the same way husbands love your wives as christ loved the church what was the way that christ loved the church he died
0: yeah exactly
2: yeah yeah Full answer right he died for us spoiler (laughs) yeah right (laughs) easter's in like six weeks we can't say yet Uh, i'll let you know how it ends um yeah so it's the same exactly it's the same kind of laying down yourself love uh laying down your own desires for the good of the other um so to your point aaron it's a mutual, it's mutual other focus. Um, and the, the metaphor continues on with the, the head of the church, right? Um, when we think of, you know, the husband is the head of the wife, we think of that often as, as the head of my company, you know, the head of my, of my, of my, at my job <laughs> who's demanding and cold and gives orders and whatnot. The metaphor actually says, Christ is the head of the church, his body. And so think if we think in then the relationship of one's head to one's body, what we find is the head needs the body as much as the body needs the head, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Each is useless without the other. Um, each needs the other.
0: And honestly, I have found too that like, because I mean, as you probably can tell, I used to be a really strong right fighter right where I was like I have to be right like if there's an argument yeah like if there's an argument I have to argue with it until like I am proven correctly Mm -hmm. and I think the more that I've grown like as a Christian especially like that's not important you know like I can submit to somebody's opinions or somebody else's ideas and it doesn't make my ideas and my opinions less valid but it makes them feel more valid.
2: And, and along with that point, I would say it doesn't make you as a person less valid
0: right.
2: or less loved or less complete. Um, you are all of those things because of what Jesus has made you and called you. Um,
3: exactly.
2: he, he gives you that identity. He, you are his. You are worth dying for. You are welcome in his kingdom. You are destined for that the, the fullness of that kingdom. All those things are true, even if you put someone else's desires ahead of your own
0: right it kind of goes back to that meekness doesn't mean weakness type situation it's like you know god want jesus totally wanted us to be the meek you know what i mean but he doesn't doesn't mean you're you know less than it just means that you're thinking of somebody else before you think of yourself and a lot of times that's really rewarding it's it's even like filling you know it doesn't make you feel bad it makes you actually feel good
2: right yeah, I read interesting, it's been, this is like the Aaron and Jason conversation now, but <laughs> <laughs> I read an interesting research study. I read about an interesting research study recently um, along those lines that um, our, our typical response, uh, especially now in, in times of, of anxiety, times of crisis, is to focus on self-care. And the, the point of the of the research was other care actually makes us feel better than self-care. We think we're doing self-care um, to you know to help me and feel better about myself. The point was other care actually makes us feel better um, because self-care focuses me actually on what's wrong with me, <laughs> whereas other care, caring for someone else, um, allows me to kind of step outside of my own situation and and be part of something larger, something um, you know productive.
1: That's that's been my experience with like take taking kids on mission trips. It, mm-hmm. Like you, you think you're doing it to serve the people you're going to serve, but really, but they didn't need to grow. yeah, that you're going there, one, to care for people and to show them Jesus hands and feet. Uh, but you're really, the outcome of it is that your group is stronger or that they care more for each other or that there's
3: better connections there a lot Thank of times. You. I think that's the part that, a lot of people get tripped down when they think about like sacrificing their time to do something for other people is like there's an aspect of it where it's like I could have a great time at home get some things done that I need to get done that I've just been putting off you know just be myself and just be like by you know just be able to like get things done be calm and chill but then you know and, that, and that, that's good for you and next to you know Pastor Jason's point it's just that you know you forget like even knowing that Andrew you know like I've been on mission trips even knowing that I I so often forget that whenever you go and you serve whenever I've served it's just like you come back with a, a greater feeling than when you left and so it's like trying to remember the good part of what happens at the end of the sacrifice you know that's the hard thing that's like the but like, I'm giving up time to get these things done, time to not have to deal with other people, but truly that feeling is going to be so much better. I just have to remember that every time I go to think, what could I do to sacrifice my time today? And that's
0: funny too, because like in our culture, sacrifice is like a bad word,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like sacrificing something, right? You're giving it up. It's but us as Christians-
2: Context of religion. A-
0: Yeah. But us as Christians should have an ultimate different perspective because we know that sacrifice is a good thing, right? Like in our religion, and our daily life, sacrifice has always reaped a lot of benefits and rewards. So we should have a different perspective, but we're so influenced by the culture that it's like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get up early. I gotta go to church. I gotta do all this stuff. And it's like, but once you're done with it, you're so much better. And you know, you are, you know?
3: So
2: I want to, I want to, jump off of that a little bit, this idea of cultural values, um, there was there's a, a, a thing we should have mentioned earlier on when we're talking about why this p- passage in particular is, is difficult. Um, I won't make this into a read my mind question. I'll just tell you what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Um,
2: it, it's no surprise to any, any of us or anybody listening that some of our, our cultural values right now, the an important one is, is, is equality. Um, and as Aaron said, rights, uh, and, and, and what my rights are and, and, and specifically they need to be, especially in relationship, right. They should be equal to, um, my partner. Um, and so one thing I think as we have this conversation with those around us is really to point out, we did this, but I just want to, I just want to call it out, um, to point out how actually this is, um, uh, establishing a relationship of equals not necessarily equal in rights uh, but equal in service to one another both are both are being called and encouraged to live in the same way toward the other Mm -hmm.
1: yeah if you had a marriage where only one side was willing to do this it would be pretty uneven and it wouldn't work very well because one person would just constantly be giving and getting run over and the other person would never be caring for the other
2: right
0: which we've all seen examples of. So, I mean, that does happen. That's, I think that's why this passage is such a, like, a kind of a prick to a lot of people. Like, it just kind of, like, sticks in them because it's like, we've all seen that happen. Mm-hmm. We've all seen somebody, like, take it, I mean, even in my relationships and in my life, like, I have people that totally take advantage of me, yeah. you know, and I'm sure that there's people that I'm taking advantage of that I don't know, you know. <laughs> but well, I think an
2: important part of the conversation is, yeah, nobody's saying every relationship marriage or otherwise is going to look this way exactly what we are saying is and this is what we, we talk a lot right on in these conversations about how do we how do we paint a picture for those around us of something better of what it is to be part of god's kingdom and this is one of those moments look we know it's not going to look this way always but this is what we strive for um a a relationship whether it's a marriage or, or some other relationship of two equal people um serving and caring for one another
1: yeah and i think one of the best ways to talk about this with people is to uh bring it back to your own relationships Mm -hmm. um for instance when i if i was talking to someone about this i would i would tell them like the way the bible paints this picture of a loving marriage is actually the best way my marriage has worked um when we do sacrifice for each other things go better um and we're just wired naturally to be this way um a lot of of women uh need to be cared for and need someone to lead them um and that's how my marriage is at least my wife wants me to lead um that may not be the case for everyone uh but in a lot of marriages that is the way it works out and my wife is better at a lot of things than i am for instance caring and uh giving and being patient um so we just naturally work out this way um again maybe not all relationships do but
2: so i, I would to... i would i want to reframe that a little bit because i my my ears perked up and my eyes as well um, I, noticed I think that, that <laughs> needs to be led is different than wants to be led right i'm sure your wife is fully capable of managing her life if you weren't in the picture um but she says otherwise but i think yeah you're probably right yeah. <laughs>
0: I know your wife; she'd be fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is that she's actually doing this um, because it's best for you and her and the relationship, right. not because she's incapable. We don't want to, I don't want to paint the picture that says you know, right. buddy, women are incapable. Of yeah, it. Yeah, of <laughs> doing life.
0: And I mean, and also, like, she's caring for you. Just it looks different. Yeah. Like I got I got a lot of flack when I when I became a stay at home mom from some people. Cause it was like, I'm a drain on resources. I'm not a valued member of society. I mean, all of these things were said to me, seriously, all these things were said to me. And, uh, <laughs> but like the best thing about my husband was that he understood that like every advancement in his career, like every promotion that he got, he was only able to get because I was taking care of other stuff that he didn't have to do. right Right. like he was able to work the extra overtime he was able to stay longer like so he always and this is one thing I love about him that he was always like my success is our success like you this promotion is also your promotion you know and I think when you you live as a a community and you live as that life together you understand that whole village aspect of it where it's like we are a team we're one person you know
3: and Andrew does go ahead no, go ahead, Pastor Jason. Right.
2: That's, why, that's why, Andrew, I, I reacted to that a little bit the way I did, is that especially as we're talking with those around us, I want to really firmly make that point, especially with women, um, to be saying, no, actually, specifically not saying uh, you are less capable or, or necessarily in need of anything. My wife is, is this way. She's smarter than I am. She makes more money than I do. I shouldn't have said that online. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A safe <laughs> space <laughs> for the internet.
1: <laughs> I, I think people know that the three of us are church workers, so like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's very true.
0: <laughs> yeah, she doesn't,
2: <laughs> uh, but anyway, she would be perfectly fine without me, she would be as well off or in some ways better than she is. Uh, uh, but she, in the same way, Andrew, that you were mentioning. Uh, willingly allows me to lead in certain areas and even wants me to uh because it's the and so and I would never take anything away from her in that sense and so I want to make that point very strongly that, that what the passage is saying is not that either one needs so what we're looking for is two self sufficient people who willingly come together and, and um lay down a part of themselves for the good of the other mm-hmm.
0: And that's the other thing that I don't think people recognize as much is that when you do that, it makes you better. Mm -hmm. Like I've said from the time that my husband and I were together, he makes me a better person every day. And I feel like I do the same for him just because, you know, you feed off of each other's strengths and you lift each other up in your weaknesses, you know? So having like a strong marriage and a strong partnership, just like the submitting actually makes you better instead of taking stuff away from you.
2: How do we... What's the way of? What's the? You can say that right to your neighbor, to your coworker, whoever it might be. Submitting makes you better, but it's extremely counterintuitive. It just is. Yeah. Um, submitting is not fun. Sacrifice is not fun. Um, the model here is, like we said, Jesus died. That was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the way of saying? I'm almost like give it a try. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's that's the hard part is getting somebody over the the hump of actually like doing it.
2: Yeah, and and that's why I kind of told the story in the way that I did. Maybe sometimes the best we can do is no, we're not saying that. We're not. I'm not being oppressive. Uh, there's a there's an egalitarian way of looking at this. Maybe the best we can do sometimes is is a new point of view to say actually the church and Jesus are not this way. I wonder if there's ways, and maybe as the relationship grows, right, is a little bit of continue watching me. Um, I'll do my this way. And maybe with time, you'll start to try it out.
3: I think Um, one of the things that, you know, I think one of the things that, like, I think of is, like, you you know, we often talked about, like, even, like, drawing in on our own experiences. But I think that in this situation, I almost would think in a conversation with a neighbor to, like, almost ask them, like, who sacrificed the most for them? Like, do they recognize anybody in their life who sacrificed to make their lives better? Like, I mean, we all have parents, you know, (laughs) um, I mean, we all have someone who, you know, raised us. Yeah, Yeah. exist. And therefore, it's someone in our lives, certainly, you know, in everyone's life, someone probably has sacrificed, And sometimes maybe they don't even realize it. But to kind of like dawn the question on a neighbor to say, like, oh, you know, like, you know maybe you do kind of mention yourself in like a smaller aspect just like you know my parents you know we were really struggled and um, they continuously work super hard so that way we could continue to do sports or like have a you know time to be able to go out to church and be in youth group or whatever you know but like who's someone who might who you know you view as someone who's like given a lot to you and I think that that kind of opens them up to because not every not every neighbor is going to be married and not you know every neighbor is going to even help always have great relationships with the people closest to them. But I mean, I can think people outside of my parents who sacrificed for me, you know, teachers in school and things like that, that it's like, when you think about those things in your own life, if that, that's, you know, helpful for you, then it's probably helpful for your neighbor to get them to be thinking about that as well.
2: So the point you're making there is actually sacrifice while it seems distasteful, is an attractive quality
3: yeah so it's kind of like you know like think about what like what that did for you like who is someone who sacrificed for you what did they do
2: and how did it feel Think
3: about how did how did that make you feel because that's exactly what you have on offer if you are willing to sacrifice for other people if you're willing to say i could be doing this but I know that I could be doing something better for this person.
2: So it's another way of reframing the idea, reframing this passage so that it doesn't seem burdensome. Yeah. Or as it's, it's always going to be a little bit.
0: So the other the other thing that I was thinking about as Austin was saying that, and this, this is so hard for me, is to ask somebody to sacrifice for you. Mm. Right? Like I have a real hard time saying like, I need help. Can you do this for me? Right. But like even like walking over to your neighbor's house and just asking them to do something, like it's it's hard. It's hard as a person to ask somebody for something that you know that I'm taking them away from their life, right? But in those interactions and in the way that we ask, act afterwards, like saying thank you and just like appreciative of them. And it almost makes it would show that they feel better after doing that. Does that make sense?
2: I lost track of the last part, I think.
0: (laughs) So like, it's kind of like forcing somebody to sacrifice for you. But at the same point, like, I mean, I do that with my mom all the time. Like, I'm like, I'm going to drop my kids off. And she's like, that's fine. And I don't think a thing of it because she does it for me. But if I was to walk over to my neighbor's house and be like, hey, can you watch my three year old for a few minutes? Right. Which I would be totally comfortable doing, but I don't do it because I feel bad about it.
2: All right. I want to latch on to that because I think I agree with you. Um, and, and the reason you feel bad is we all have this sense of, I don't want to be an imposition, right? Yeah. So if the, if the conversation or since the conversation we've been having is, um, you know, I am a person who, who I am, who I am in Christ because of a sacrifice. Uh, therefore I am full and complete in order to lay myself down in the context of my marriage relationship or whatever my closest relationship is. As and we talked about this in the message, right, that being an example of what it is to be part of the church. Um, We are people of sacrifice, willing to lay down and submit uh, to one another uh, for the good of my neighbor, for the good of my of my brother or sister in Christ. I wonder how we live, like, how can I be the neighbor that other people on my block know, or my cul-de-sac or whatever it is, know actually, I can go ask him to watch my kid or mow the lawn or pick up the groceries or whatever it might be. How do I live in such a way that says, yes, I actually do want to um, sacrifice for you and know you're not being a burden? That being an opportunity to then answer the question of why do you live this way, right?
0: See, and I'm very comfortable like asking my church friends to like help me out. But like, just like, my neighborhood friends who i actually talk to probably sometimes more than my church friends yeah i would feel uncomfortable because i'm like i don't want them to feel like i'm a burden
2: yeah like i even i had trouble even asking a, a, a real close friend to go move my garbage can uh, while we were away yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's the it's that whole aspect i think of what we're kind of drawn as like the bearing each other's burdens mm-hmm. that means that we also have to give our burdens over to somebody else sometimes we have to be willing to be served as you know but we yes
2: but what i want is is how can especially we're going to assume mostly cornerstone disciples listen to this how can we as cornerstone disciples how can i be the the person that that my neighbor doesn't have to be afraid to ask me to move his garbage can like how do i i want to live in such a way that my neighbors know if i need the garbage can moved or a package brought in or you know somebody to get my kids off the bus I know exactly who to call um because that's the neighbor who who is willing to do it
0: but don't you think that they would be more willing to do it if you had asked them for favors previously
2: I don't know I'd have to think about that
0: I feel I feel like if they had asked you to bring in their garbage cans, then you would be less hesitant asking them I to can't, bring
2: in your garbage I can't cans. control what my, so so in your formulation, my neighbor has to first ask me to do something before he's willing. he's comfortable asking no,
0: but I'm saying oh. that part is harder for me. It's I have no problem doing anything for my neighbor, yeah, maybe
2: right? I'm as concerned about that thing,
1: yeah, I, so my I,
0: hard part is asking them to do stuff for me
1: as I think about my neighbors who. Uh, like, if I need someone to get my kids off the bus, I, I have specific neighbors that I've done that with a few times. And the reason we felt comfortable asking them uh, is because they've they've just automatically done stuff for us in the past. Like, they they don't wait for me to ask them to do the thing. Uh, they ask me if they can help. Just go um, ahead. You're drafting. So, so, I guess if I'm trying to think of ways that I could show people that they can ask me, um, i guess the way i would want to do that is by just doing things for them without them asking
2: Um,
3: that way they know i i'm willing to yeah i think i just want to draw a little bit more though because i mean like i i agree like i totally agree with what you and jason are saying but i gotta say i I totally understand what aaron's saying because there's an aspect to certain people not being willing or not being comfortable with being served like with Mm -hmm. with like And so if I'm uncomfortable with being served, like if if I feel like I'm going to be a burden, am I going to actually make someone more guilty if I like, like, like is is it going to be more of a problem if I'm not also willing to ask for help when it's needed? You know, like if we're not willing to ask for help when we need it, how are they going to know that we're willing to help when they need it? And I'm not saying that that it's kind of like, it depends on the situation because it's like, who's going to need help first. And I understand that there are situations like Andrew's referring to, like if it is the trash cans, like if they do fall over, if it, you, know, stuff goes like garbage goes all over the street, like and you go and you clean it up? Like, but who's to say that they're the neighbors ever even going to find out.
2: But we can't, know? there's no use in sitting here doing what ifs and who's to say.
3: <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying is it's like that, that to me is your, your question. I mean, like, I, I mean, like I, I'm, this is just us having the conversation about it. When you ask, what is that going to look like? I think it's going to look like a thousand different things. I feel like that's going to come in so many different ways because, you know, if someone moves into a, into your neighborhood, the cul-de-sac, like you're going to go offer to help move their boxes and like, hey, do you need help? Do you help carrying something? You know, like, the, like, it's going to look like small things. It's going to look like big things. It's going to look different.
2: Very situational, but I like what you are saying. And the-
0: see, I'm coming from a place where I have a lot of friends that are scorekeepers. You know what I mean? So they're they're happy to help me anytime, right? But they don't like to take help from me unless it's like, well, Erin's never asked me to watch her kids. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not going to ask her to watch my kids because she's never asked me to watch her kids, you know? So there's there's that whole dichotomy that I don't like that happens a lot, you know, where it's like, if I'm the only one sacrificing people feel uncomfortable, let's put it that way. Or if I'm the only one submitting, then people feel uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I I see what you're saying, that uh, if Uh, you're never willing to receive help, um, it's gonna be less likely that they're gonna be willing to receive help, I guess.
0: Right.
2: No, I I understand what you're saying. Yes, I do, the end.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can Um, argue with me, I don't care.
2: (laughs) so, So, but this actually, this actually, brought to mind something that maybe will be helpful here. Um, one of my experiences in, in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a back in Brooklyn thing now, again, twice in the same podcast. Uh, like yes. One of the things I, I encountered early on and, and quite often, um, and it took me a long time to kind of process this, um, was lots of people very concerned with fairness. Uh, and I think Aaron, that's a little bit what you were uh alluding to in this case it, it came out of uh it was a, a poor community very low income community and so there was there was an, an aspect of um don't take advantage like if we would if we, we get a we did a, a you know thanksgiving turkey giveaway every year then people would most people were good and they would take their one turkey per family as the, the guidelines were and then there were some that would try to you know um uh, separate the household or do things to get more than one Turkey. And, um, for a long time, all of my volunteers, my, my church members who were volunteering, um, had the sense that I I was not aware of these things. And I was, they were very upset that I was being taken advantage of, uh, you know, they're pulling one over on me. What I finally told them was I am willing to be taken advantage of for the sake of the gospel. Um, and I think that's a little bit the mindset here. Yeah, you you neighbor feel that you're taking advantage of me because you've not watched, you know, you've not done anything for me, and now I'm, whatever. Now I'm doing something for you, and I, I that same mindset. Right, I'm I'm willing to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm taking advantage of, fine. Uh, the more important thing is I want I want to make space for the gospel. Now I said that to my church people. I don't know how I would phrase it uh, to my neighbor uh, who. <laughs> um, I'll think about that.
3: And I guess on the point of, you know, the whole thing about, you know, being willing to, you know, ask people for help and being willing to, you know, ask people to sacrifice so we feel comfortable or so we can sacrifice and like have that kind of those opportunities. It's just funny because like, Jesus didn't say I'll sacrifice if you sacrifice you know, <laughs> right. Jesus sacrifice and we sacrifice, you know, parts of our lives for him because of what he did for us, not because it's required, but because of what he did first. So there's the whole aspect of the first move, the first, you know, who's making the sacrifice. It's just, I, I think it's just funny how like we view that, The whole conversation.
1: uh, Jesus, he did not in the same way, but he did ask his disciples to sacrifice, and he asks us to to sacrifice, uh, pretty regularly.
2: But he He was what he was going to do before they did or did not do that.
0: Right. And also, I have to say, for me, asking somebody to do something for me is a sacrifice because I have to die to my pride. I have to die to the. I can do it all by myself. I don't need any help. Like I that. That's actually harder for me than like doing stuff for other people. Asking Mm. somebody to do something for me is much harder.
3: I think that's the point we are trying to make. I think that's exactly it. That's where we were getting caught up on like the asking someone for help. It's it's (laughs) it's that's uncomfortable for me. Mm. I'm willing to sacrifice as much as people need me to. But if I have to ask you to like do something, it it might make me uncomfortable. Personality
0: wise. Yes. Yes. But that's my own experience
2: <laughs> so a, a lot of that stuff i think is the is the answer to the question when it comes austin especially did a good job of providing the answer to the question when it comes essentially of why are you like this right why do you live this way um well because i i know that i have been sacrificed for mm-hmm. uh, and I, I want to live my life in response to that i want to pay it forward if you want that language um
3: my sacrifice is nowhere near as great as what was given to me that, you know, what was given to me by Jesus is there's no sacrifice I can make for anybody greater than laying down my own life, as it says in the Bible. But you know, there's, there's just nothing. I might even do anything.
2: I might even say it this way. I might even say it's an article of my faith. It's an aspect of my faith um, that I have been sacrificed for and I needed it. (laughs) Therefore, I want to.
3: Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So how could we wrap this up? Uh, If you were talking to a a neighbor and this verse got brought up, what would you say to them?
2: Good question.
0: I would probably give the example of my marriage because that's probably the most, like we both submit to each other. So Mm -hmm. I, I would probably say something like that. Or submit I would say something like submitting doesn't mean weakness.
2: Yes, yeah, I would say um, it doesn't mean weakness. And then even more directly or specifically, it's not asking one, it's not implying that one is weaker than the other or Mm -hmm. um, I would say something along the lines of both are encouraged and invited to lay down a part of themselves for the good of the other um you know again if we read the passage both are talking about sacrifice sacrificial love um
3: and i would i would even just i mean just because this is i mean this is just how i would actually respond if i'm being legit i would i would sort of actually bring it up as like the joke of it and be like if you think that you know i am solely in charge and that chelsea needs to do everything i ask of her
0: have you met chelsea (laughs)
3: Then you have no concept of how this marriage would, would go because it's not at all what it would be like if, if, if you're thinking that I'm got everything together and I'm the one who can lead this household, you're sorely mistaken.
2: I think that's especially important for, um, you know, for men, for husbands to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't carry this thing by myself anyway.
0: And I think it is powerful coming from a man too, because it's the, for so long, the dichotomy has been, you know, that the men are higher. So when it comes from a man, it does, it is more powerful. I think.
1: Uh, To admit that you need something like you you would not be complete
2: if your wife wasn't there to complete it.
0: Or even just saying the words, like I submit to my wife, like that, I mean, that's powerful, you know?
2: For me, me, it's a little different. I am complete. I'm a, I'm a, fully functioning fully um healthy emotionally no no I'm fully emotionally healthy <laughs> fully functioning emotionally healthy self sufficient person as is my wife even though I understand that I I don't so I that I seek to work my relationship in this way that I am going to stand out of the way and lay down my own desires from time to time uh for her good as she does for me um and that I don't I can be that and do that while I'm also a a whole person.
3: I think that yeah, it'd be like submitting, you know, is not a a lack of capability Mm -hmm. of the other person or you know, like of each other. It's just that in any relationship, doing things together is far greater and satisfying and honestly sometimes easier than doing it on your own going going yourself is just not easy so what was that
2: except for group projects in school
3: <laughs> <laughs> make the one kid do it yeah.
2: some insight into my psychology
3: <laughs> Put my <name> on it.
2: <laughs> all right well, wrapped up well, times now. <laughs>
1: yeah. pastor would you mind praying us out
2: yeah Father, we give you thanks for um, the relationships that you give us. Uh, for some of us, that means a, a marriage relationship. For others, it means other types of close relationships, whether that's with other family members, with friends, with uh, neighbors, coworkers, part, uh, you know, people in our church, and whatever that is. We give you thanks for those. We ask also that you would enable us uh, to. Uh, live in those relationships uh, by laying down ourselves, our own desires, our own um, directions uh, for the good of the other, um, and that you would enable us to make the first move in those relationships to do that where maybe we need to. Uh, All of that as a way of uh, painting a picture for those around us, those who are looking in and watching of what it is to be part of your church and part of your kingdom, and that you would give us words to speak that uh, when the question comes. In Jesus' name we pray that. Amen.
1: all right. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.
0: everybody. Have a very week. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, Church.